episode 62. 62. 62. We just, we just feel. I was gonna say what it do, what it do. Okay, 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 okay. We in the middle of the uh, pandemic, also known as <laughs> pandemic. What's that? Uh, Never had that before. Well, we defined that on the last episode. If you want to go listen to that one. I mean, we, we should, did. We didn't even introduce ourselves. It's Avi Gotts. And it is Law. And this is... Good night, Harlem. And we have a special guest today. Very special guest. Very special. Very special guest. <laughs> One of my best friends is on the show today. I've known this person for quite some years. Uh, Law has actually known her well longer than I have. Yeah, very, very They go long. way back. They got back, roots. Back, they got back. history. Right. So... Kathy is on the show today, and that's yes. what we're gonna we're gonna keep it at Kathy. Woo! Kathy's on the show. Thank you, Kathy, Welcome for joining us. I am so excited. Pop of that to podcast, Cherry. Don't <laughs> <laughs> you know, make it that's for you, girl. This I is know. the first time. Take it easy with me. It's my first time. Oh, oh you gotta worry about me. You gotta worry about him. I'm <laughs> the nicest person on this show. Except when he be barking at me on every episode. <laughs> that's so true. Okay, uh, so we have a bunch of topics to cover. We're going to do this normal format. We're going to give you guys hyper good nights. We're going to get into the main topic. And a part of the reason why we even have Kathy on is because our main topic is one of those things that might be a little polarizing. So we want to have that conversation. It's about relationships. And whenever we do that, we love to bring other people on. So first, we're going to talk about how we've been dealing with this pandemic, though. And, and we, you know, as everyone knows, we live in New York City. We live in the heart of the filth. And so, um, when it comes to numbers, we, we're winning <laughs> don't, don't <laughs> in the worst way. We we are we're on the scoreboard in the worst way. And so, oh, I think God. that what we should talk about and address is real talk. Like, how are you guys doing throughout this whole thing, and what has been your biggest hurdle or challenge during this time? You you go ahead. You guest. go first, Kathy, Kathy. You start. You know, I. Th- what I've noticed is that there's been this like pressure to kind of revamp yourself during this period. I myself, I just feel like I don't really have a lot of time. Work for me has been really what's been taking up most of my time. So I don't really feel like my life has been impacted that much. There's that uncertainty about what the future holds and Really, everyone knows I'm a big foodie. Mm-hmm. So just that concern that we're gonna run out of food and not being having being able to get access to that has been tough. But I've been holding up pretty well so far. I think also because I still have access to my closest friends. Um, I haven't been like as impacted as the rest of the community has been. So no mental breakdowns or no like periods of depression or no I like I like time to myself and I still get to see some of my one or two of my really good friends. You mean in person or are you doing it by video? What is y'all doing? You know we had like a shop party on Friday. A shop party in person. It had just as many people as what's it was here right now. Yeah, and okay, according to just... the government, you're allowed gatherings. Of ten zero to one people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Do you want me to go next? Or do you yeah, want to go? Yeah, on? go go next. Uh, I think I've been impacted in several ways. One, I think work has become a lot easier because we can't go into productions like I explained on the last episode. So, 
it's it's really streamlined. We're thinking through strategically how we can actually get over the hurdle of producing something now within this world. Like, can it be animatronics? Can it be digital? What can we do to actually put a message out into the world right now? What is the right message? So we've been focused on trying to figure that out for the brands that I work on. Um, outside of that, just the, the, the one thing that I've noticed particularly through work is when you're on video conference calls, how much better somebody else's lifestyle is than yours. Like you get to see the background and you just go, oh shit. Like, don't. I don't, I don't have what you have. Like you have, like, how do you have this full for way, this library of things you, and not, not, I'm not talking books. I'm talking about a library of everything. You have albums on one section. You have like artwork next to this. And I'm like, wait, Don't what be is fooled this? by these Zoom backgrounds. They got some I'm not on crazy. Zoom, but I'm not oh, on Zoom. Oh, okay. Well. It's, it's like Google stuff. So it's like their background. I think the, the Zoom thing is interesting, though, which might have been another topic for another day. But um, I did not realize until one of my friends who's a principal was talking about how there's kids that she has to work with that feel way worse because it a lot of them may not even have Internet access. So she has to find a way to get them Internet access to be able to do the online class. And then when they do, you you talk about Zoom. You can put a background in the back of you in Zoom and they all use backgrounds except for the kids who have money. And the kids who have money show you their home. And so she's their like, home is better than the Zoom background. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'm like, damn. And that's another like, it's like a, it's like a dig. You're like, shit. I, I don't want that. So I'm feeling the same way those kids are feeling. In other words. Anyway. But mentally. Outside of that, I think overall this has been, this has been great because I've been able to recalibrate everything in life. Like I'm starting to figure out my stretch routine starting to figure out what I could do at home workouts that actually impact my body the same way that I would have if I went to the gym. Mm -hmm. The only thing that I don't like genuinely is being confined to my own space for too long. Like I have to get outside. But when I do go outside, I'm so weary of somebody like coughing or doing anything because it doesn't matter if you have on a mask or anything like that. Because if they cough, that thing can go distance wise. You have to just... You basically would have I've to wear one and have that suit. How far I can go? Yeah, it's like there's uh, no point. Ugh. Yeah, there that, almost isn't, right? That that stuff. Well, it's lowering your risk. Yeah, it's and a barrier. All I'm trying to do it's is, not the best barrier. All I'm trying to do is lower my risk of everything. Probably the only other thing is whenever I get in the elevator now, I'm trying to like distance myself from other people, and I know people feel a way about that. I'm like, yeah, don't don't take it personally. Like, don't don't I, be mad. I keep forgetting the social distancing thing. Like, I'm so used to being polite. Like the other day, I caught myself, you know, holding the elevator door open for somebody. I'm like, crap, now I can't hit door close because mm. I should have just right. gone upstairs by myself. Um, but it, that's been a very hard habit for me to break. I, I do feel this way, though. Every single conversation I've been able to have with my friends, whether it's via video calls or like on the phone, has been way better than the conversations we would have been having in real we, life. Yeah, like, no, if we weren't under social distancing rules because now it's not like they have a life per se do you know what i mean like you're not just going here 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 so now you have to be in your thoughts so we're having conversations about building making things doing something else outside of what we would have normally been doing and those are idea conversations i appreciate that that's it those are intelligent conversations I didn't say that, but yeah. No, no. I mean, there's a certain level of intelligence that goes into having a conversation about ideas as opposed to like other things or people. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I will say to Kathy's point about the elevator, 
I guess my racist uh, Asian neighbor had it right the whole time because she wouldn't get on the elevator with anybody. <laughs> she said, I'm ahead of the game. Y'all, y'all are just catching up. You guys still haven't like talked to. Confront- Talk. I can't confront someone who doesn't like me because I'm black. <laughs> Well, you can't. She won't get on the elevator with me. And I don't know if you guys remember the episode. I don't remember what number it was when I was talking about the lady that lives next door to me who is Asian and racist because she's scared of black people and she she will not get on the elevator with anybody. I mean, she's really, we are now following suit to what she's been doing for years and for a different reason, of course. Um, I would say for me, I have gone through a complete roller coaster of emotion and i mean you guys know i i was i started working from home a week before it was even enforced at my job because i came down with a cough and i was freaked out and i didn't want to freak anybody else out and i was freaking out so much from the cough because i don't get sick and even though i have really really bad allergies i don't cough from them so that's not something that's normal for me i was thinking the worst and then on top of that i was ingesting information about this virus daily whether it be from Fauci or Trump or Cuomo or just regular news or just YouTube videos like 30 day, 30 day lockdown in Wuhan like I was watching everything and I really just got to the point where I had major anxiety and the anxiety was affecting the way that I was breathing. So then I was thinking I was having a hard time breathing and I really like had something and I could have really in your uh, Yes, yes. And so I went to urgent care. Um, it was a breeze. It wasn't like people were just sitting there coughing, wheezing, and I didn't have nowhere to stand. Like I literally the amount of time it took for me to fill out the paperwork was was more than the amount of time that it took to see me. Um and the doctor saw me, and because I had no other symptoms, I couldn't be tested, of course. Mind you, this was three weeks ago. Uh, and so after that, she's like, well, just take your over-the-counter counter medicine and just go home and take care of yourself. And I literally broke down, and I got super emotional, and I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm just super paranoid about everything. And she told me that her herself had gone through the same paranoia, and even the night before, she felt like she may have come down with something or or whatever she was talking to her husband about it and she's like i understand and when she told me that that like eased all my fears in a weird way i think for most people they would be like oh my gosh if the doctor's scared then i need to be scared yeah because it's fear compounding fear at that point but But for me it worked in the opposite way of this woman puts her life on the line every single day by being surrounded by people who could possibly have something that could kill anyone and she still showed up today and saw me I am working from home. I'm not out in the world like she is. And I'm super scared about what I have. And the fact that she still came in today tells me that I should not fear that much for myself because she's even more exposed than I am. And she's still doing what she does. And she's still carrying on like whatever. And I mean, that's her job, but still there's something to be said about that. So after that, I made a mental decision to protect my health mentally not taking all this information like at this point i pick and choose like what information i'm going to hear like i'll look up things on my own time i never listen to the press conferences nothing like that i don't i don't do that because at the end of the day what they are showing us are the death toll rates how much they've gone up and everything else is like we're not getting the information of how many people are surviving this thing that's not what they're pushing 
And I don't know if they're pushing these death toll rates to, to make us more scared, to make us do the right thing, but I literally had to take a mental health break and I told myself never again. So it's ratings. It is ratings. I get that, but like at the point where like this is this is just people are going to watch anyway. No matter what you're talking about, people are going to watch. Because there's nothing else to do and you want to you want to figure out like what's happening. So after that, I I was fine. And now I'm at a great place in my life. Like I feel like this is I was telling someone, this is like we're in the 90s again. Like we're talking on the phone again. We're like getting back to the things that we love doing. Like it's it's like we're a, a little kid again. Like we're getting back to like those the basics. And I really feel like this is gonna be a great time for me professionally and just with my other endeavors that I wanna do. And I, I really just wanna make sure that I leave this pandemic with something to show for it. And to your point, Kathy, I totally agree. Everyone can take in this pandemic however they see fit because there's no right or wrong way. You don't have to come out this pandemic with a six pack. You don't have to come out. Definitely you, you not. Know, you don't have to come out this pandemic like with a business that you created. Like there's pressure to do all these things, but however you ha handle it is the right way. How I'm choosing to handle this, I want to be productive during this time because once this is over, I can't say, oh, I didn't have the time. I can't say I didn't have the distract or I had the distractions. I didn't have that, so I need to just look at it from the half the glass half full perspective. Um, I want to say also, I apologize for what I said in the last episode. That episode episode did not age well whatsoever. I never went to Miami. <laughs> um, none of that because information was changing on the daily, and I had no idea what it was going to become. So that's it for me. All right, let's get into the Hyper Good Nights. And for those of you who are new to the show, Hyper Good Nights is our way of talking about turning topics. We hype things we like, we good night things that we do not like. And as we said, we have a special guest today, so Kathy's going to be a part of these conversations as well. The first topic on our Hyper Good Nights, and this kind of hit news in a different way because some major publications still haven't picked it up, so I still don't know what to believe in this. So I'm going to just call this a rumor. And I don't know where it's going. TMZ did report that there's been a settlement, but they don't still have numbers on this. So we're talking about all this as rumors. We don't know if it's true. So rumor has it. Oh, God. Rumor has it. Anyway, <laughs> perfect segue to exactly what the hell we're talking about. Adele allegedly has to give up $140 million of her $190 million net worth to allegedly her cheating ex-husband, whom they were together for three years and have a child. So, ladies, hyper good night to Adele having to give up $140 million to her ex in a settlement. Go ahead, Kathy. Good night <laughs> she said buenos noches I, I definitely need to look into the details of this settlement but they, i they didn't have a prenup though i i don't understand how celebrities go into marriages in this day and age without prenups even like regular everyday people i'm so for a prenup because you just never know i get it that's probably another topic. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> That's <laughs> not the, romantic. <laughs> it's not romantic, but it's also the reality we deal in. So right? the, are you saying that marriage then, to that extent is a business? I'm not saying that. that. I, that, I that, feel that, like there is 
always a chance that it's not forever. And at the end, and if it comes to an end, it becomes a business. Mm. She said it is a business. It's more emotion than business. But at the end, it's more business than emotion. At the end, that's what it becomes. (laughs) And you want to make sure you you agree to these things when you're clear-headed. So you would get a prenup if you got married like two years from now? Yeah, I'll get a prenup even even, even if I had left. negative twenty dollars <laughs> to my name. I'm protecting my panties, <laughs> yo. Protect the coin, literally oh coins. God. Let me He's protect like, my I don't IKEA wonder. couch. Like, get out of here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you got on this, Ivy? Um. Well, technically, I mean, he can do that. Uh, we don't know that he cheated, so I think we should take that out because. I think the cheating thing is what's making it like, oh, how do you deserve this money? You cheated. So the reason why he's able to take this money is because they didn't have a prenup. And, you know, Jeff Bezos paid up. To be fair, Jeff you, Bezos gave 36 to $38 billion out of his $150 and, it, and he's making it as he sleeps. And she could have actually got more than that, and she didn't. She could have actually. And to be fair, in Jeff Bezos' part, his wife actually helped start up his company. Like she was the first employer, employee. Um, but I don't know how they came to the number. The number is what's triggering for me. Like, how does anybody come to that number? Oh, now, you mean seventy three point six percent? Oh, is that what it is? Yes. How uh, does somebody get more than half? Well, this is the thing. This is what I was going to bring up. If she files the divorce in California, mm-hmm. then he has more chances of only getting half because in California, if you don't have a prenup and you get a divorce, then it's split 50-50. Mm-hmm. So this can go in several different directions. I am going to um, good night this situation because all of it is just a hot ass mess. I'm gonna <laughs> good night him getting money. I'm gonna good night her not having a prenup. Especially now, mind you, they've been together since 2012. She was already yes. rich. Yes, they they've been together for a long time. They just got married three years ago, so it's not like they just met each other, you know. So yeah, good night. Okay. Um, so apparently, this this is all being kept under wraps because it is happening through right LA. Now. Well, well, no, no, it was happening in LA. It actually happened in LA. Oh, good for her. Now. I don't know what the truth is behind this, and I'm still hoping that he does, he's not getting that kind of money. But if he is, I am I am I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I'm going to say uh, hype. I'm hype, and here's why: this happens all the time. This literally happens all the time. It happened to Paul McCartney, and Eddie Murphy has a whole joke about this on Raw about how she's taking half and didn't do anything. She had nothing to do with his success, but she's taking half, and it happens to everybody. Mary J had it happen to her. It happens to people. So if you don't have a prenuptial, prenuptial agreement and you didn't contractually set up the relationship that way and you said we're both in this, it is what it is. The reason why I'll say this is because of all the conversations that I've been having around this with several people. One thing that one of my friends said, and I couldn't believe it because I was like, oh, this makes sense, was she's actually cutting off the Band-Aid now. So it's like, I never have to give you any other money after this. Her 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 net worth in general is going to go back up exponentially because once she's able to tour, do all these things again, if she never has to owe him another penny for the rest of her life, she will compound and make way more money than this. Celine Dion's a proven example of that. Made way more money post uh, 
career where she was at her peak than she did when she was in her peak. Things are possible that way. I'm not, saying, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying any of that stuff is okay, but at the end of the day, because contractually, he was going to get at least 50%. So whatever came out of that and they have that child together, it is what it is. I wish he wouldn't get that much, but this is how the system is set up. You know, That's it. You know Adele can't sing like she used to. She's had to get multiple throat surgeries mm. because of the way she sings. I don't know if she has the same earning potential okay. or she can perform the way Celine does night to night. Okay. Like have a residency. Good point. Because that's how you make your money from touring. If you can't tour, then you ain't got no money. <laughs> well, that's just my thing about her whole future money. But I do get the whole, like you're paying this person off to stay out of your life. What I've heard of is 50%. Now, when you're getting whatever 73.6, was that the number you quoted? Mm-hmm. Now, that is a serious issue. So what are you guys doing if you find out that the person that you're with is getting 73.6% of your money? I'm Carol s- Basket. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you said what? You said what? Carol Basket. No, I'm kidding. Well, um, Raina Bobby. I would never be in that you situation. You can live. You just don't have a body. I'm going to edit all this out. I will edit no, all this no. out. I mean, They'll never no, find no, it in the court. Horrible question. They'll never find it in the cornfield. <laughs> Oh my I'll god. I'll just stay with you and I'll cheat. No, I'm playing. <laughs> oh my god. I'm kidding. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Please don't take this out of context. It was a joke. It was all jokes. All that was jokes, I think. Um <laughs> next, <laughs> next up on Hyper Good Nights. So everybody knows that we're in the middle of a pe- pe- uh, pandemic. Sorry. Jesus. Everybody knows we're in the middle of a pandemic. <laughs> And so people are trying to stay home as much as possible. And there's been everything from restrictions given by governors, the effing federal executive board, everything that you can possibly think of has come down to say people need to stay at home. However, there are preachers, there are pastors, and there are a lot of churches who are dismissing a lot of these cries. Um, Specifically, uh, some things that have happened in Ohio have alarmed a bunch of people where we've seen masses of people in Ohio, the same thing that was happening in Florida, still going to church in large gatherings during the pandemic. So, hyper good night to those people who still are going to church during the pandemic. I'm a good night at I mean, it's, it's, it's such an obvious good night because if you listen to the podcast, you know how I feel about people taking their religion to a place that doesn't even make sense. You think you're covered in the blood of Jesus. You're going to be covered in the viral sickness of the devil. How about that? And who's going to save you when you're on your deathbed and no one's around you? But you don't think that woman had a point when she said that because that was one when of the When she said she was covered out. in the blood no, but, of Jesus? But yeah, because if you've been... Wait a second. You've been baptized, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Why are you laughing at that? Oh my god. Why are you laughing at that? I can't, I I it's illogical. Like scientifically just illogical to be covered in the but blood of Jesus to the point where you can't catch something okay. that is actually science in Bible religion do in, not yeah, mix. The, it's, yeah, unless so, it's Scientology. Listen. I am against anyone who thinks they are above any real thing in this world because of what the Bible says or what they believe (laughs) Jesus is going to do for them. And if you want to find out if Jesus is going to do something for you, don't throw yourself into the midst of the virus and then see what happens. Like, I'm sorry. Good night. Because I'm about to get upset. 
right. I'm praying for these Kathy, people. What do you got on this? I think the the good thing about the Bible is that you can almost find any scripture to justify um, a lot of that's facts. Also, that's also the bad facts. Thing. <laughs> that's, that's a good and I mean, a bad thing. The God God also wants you to use common sense and not put yourself in harm's way. Like they're just. You can. God's like, uh, I ain't got you like that. Exactly. You can't say, "Hey, I believe I'm baptized by God or Jesus Christ, and I believe in Him as my Savior," and just go jump in front of the car and say, "You know, God is gonna save me." There is some common sense that you have to use. Like God talks about using wisdom, using the tools that you've been given on on a day to day basis. Wisdom is. <laughs> <laughs> to kind of guide you along the way. And that's just like bull, bull crap. And also like, who are the people gathering? Are they more at risk? Are they the elderly? Damn, that's, that's, that's And it sounds like it. Normally that's the people who like, who seek like Christianity or go to churches as their sort of like salvation normally have She's not lying. issues. She's not lying. Right. But that's why so many people in Italy died. Not only because they have the highest, a very high population of older people, but because they were still congregating in churches and religious spaces because, you mm-hmm. know, they're all Catholic. Ooh. And they, they that's part of their daily lifestyle. That's why those numbers were spiking the way they were in Italy. So if Jesus didn't get them then... Jesus is not going to discriminate. He's like, well, I got the Americans though, so y'all y'all congregate and eat the body of Christ and drink the blood of Christ from the same cup. Like, come on now. Uh, okay, so I'm clearly good night in this, good. but but here's my few reasons for that. One, I feel like it's extremely selfish of a pastor to still push this message on people and saying, hey, we need to congregate. Um, I, I think any pastor that's doing. Ties. Oh, you, see, oh. you shouldn't even have brought that up because one of the televangelists, I can't remember his name, <laughs> he came out and said the dumbest shit. He's just like, y'all still got to make sure y'all getting these tides in. I don't care if you going paycheck to paycheck or you losing your job, you got to make sure you're getting these tides in. And I was so confused. I was like, bro, do you give a fuck about these people or no. not? All businesses have been affected. Ugh. They're like, like church and church. So on one end, that level of selfishness bothers me. And you can't be you can't be about capitalism in the middle of this. You can't. Because that's just some capitalism <laughs> bullshit in the middle of this. And then outside of that, each one of those people that are going in there and they're preaching the whole blood of God and Jesus and all this other thing, I want them to have contact tracing on all these people. When that contact <laughs> tracing technology comes out between Apple and fucking Google, I want every single one of those people, I want to know who they came into contact with thereafter because they could potentially... Right. Be putting all these other people at risk. You pieces of shit. They are. Ooh. So. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm not saying they're that, but they are, they are putting them at risk. <laughs> all right. And there's that. So I'm gonna leave that on that note. Like, good night to any you dumbass motherfucker. Anyway. Ooh. So. You felt that one. Bars. Bars. <laughs> so anyway, let's move on to the next one. Um. So. For those of you guys who are truly in the know, social media has done a very good job of keeping people entertained during our quarantine. And a part of the way that that has happened are through lives. And when I'm talking lives... Quarantine, 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 quarantine radio. (laughs) Tory Lanez has went on a binge on quarantine radio on Instagram Live. He is 
He's definitely, I think, uh, he's yeah. amassed at minimum an additional 70,000, 80,000 followers through that alone. That's just amazing marketing, if you want me to be honest. But um, there's been things like DJ sets, whereas somebody like, um, what's the primary DJ that everybody keeps watching every, what he, I think he did one last night, right? Not, oh, yeah. Nice. Ni- DJ Nice? Oh, DJ. Mm-hmm. D-Nice. D-Nice. Yeah. D-Nice. D-Nice is doing his DJ set. And... All these people are getting on board with that. I think it's called Club Quarantine, pretty sure. And then there's been the artist battles, whereas uh, Swiss Beats and Timberland have set up all these artist battles. They've called people to go against each other, and it's either artists or producers, and people have just been flocking to this stuff left and right. So I said all that to say, it was very interesting to see on Twitter how uh, the younger audience has been responding to this because a lot of them completely checked out when it was artists that they didn't feel like their catalog was good, or they just didn't know the songs. So, for instance, uh, T-Pain and Lil Jon went against each other. They had a lot of hits from 2000 to, I want to say, 2012, 13, but a lot of hits. And so, these kids are like, well, (laughs) these songs aren't that good. Like, why would I listen to this? And so, they just kind of check out right away. Same thing that was happening when Scott Stark and Manny Fresh went in. They were like, "What the hell is what the hell is this music?" Like Neo, why are, Austin. They were like, "Why why is Jean anybody Ta. paying attention to this?" <laughs> same same way they felt about the the live DJ set with D Nice because he's playing oldies and they're like, "What is this?" So they're bored. But then they go to Quarantine Radio where Tory Lanez is just pretty much pulling an Uncle Luke. Mm-hmm. Tory Lanez is basically going back to what Luke used to do when he was in his old Miami days and getting college kids, girls to come twerk on video mm-hmm. and have, just have a good time in general. That's a good comparison. And so he he does this and it becomes massive. He breaks the live record of how many people watching it, which was 350,000 people. Everybody's like, oh my Take God. That Taylor Swift. But he gets banned. He gets banned because somebody does something that they shouldn't have done on one of his lives. And I said all that to say, the kids were like, this is how this is supposed to be done. I don't understand why anybody would be doing any of the other stuff. Like, they're boring, blah, 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 blah. So, the hyper good night here is hyper good night to quarantine radio being considered better by the Gen Zers than any of the artist battles or the DJ sets. I want to start with Cat on this. And ever since Tori grew his hair back, he's been acting like a whole brand new person. Oh, I thought you were saying brand new <laughs> No, it gave him like extra thought powers. Yeah. He got the oh, hair. He yes. He got the yeah. hair. That's Jay why it's like a little janky. He, tiger, tiger is it the looks one, a little janky. Tiger is the one they, giving the, the hook It looks a little off. It's like a fresh crop of weirdness. <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> I'm for the old school stuff. I do think that I like the fact that the DJs are going back and forth in music that I grew up on and music that helped like catapult a lot of the music today. Um, a lot of the artists today, I feel bad. I feel like I'm getting old. I don't know who they are. <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, damn. No, I'm like, oh, who's that? Like, oh, this is a new song. I don't know. 
Don't feel bad and I'm, when I know any skittlehead rappers. And I'm not into like watching like ratchet stuff all day on IG. Like, <laughs> like, only half, the, like only half the day. It's true. No, it's just true. <laughs> like everywhere, every time you're scrolling, there's just unexpected ass. Like unexpected <laughs> ass. Damn. Like whether like, you like it or not. Ass. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not gonna like purposely like tune in. At least as a woman, that doesn't really appeal to me. So, so that was a good so, night. Is that, is that a good night? Good night to the, the Tory. Yes, to the Gen Zers. <laughs> and the hype. The DJs going back and forth. What do you got on this? I'm going to say this. Most of these kids don't even know what P-popping on the handstand is. Okay? <laughs> so if you know what that is, and if that will tell you where you lie, okay? If you know what P-popping on the handstand is, you know what uncut is. And this is nothing new. Everything, history is repeating itself. Uncut, what Tory Lanez is doing is uncut with liquid. Like, that's really all he's doing. We've seen this the, before. Wait, wait, wait. By, by liquid, she means he does this thing where he tells women to pour milk on themselves. It as started they off with oil and it graduated Ew. to milk. And now I saw a girl with really? almond milk doing it. I'm like, girl, it's a pandemic. So wait, is it in the living room? Like, wherever where they, they want to be. The a lot of them are standing in, in the bathtub. Bath so they won't get all over the place. I saw two white girls in a vacant parking lot with that. a full oh, wow. gown of milk. And like, <laughs> so, I mean, look, it's, it's getting super sexual. It's getting super um, risque, if, I mean, to at the least saying that. Most of these people that like quarantine radio, and I have nothing against it, do you? It's super entertaining. Like, Kathy, I can only take so much of it because I'm like, all right, this is. I, I feel like my brain cells are getting killed one by one. <laughs> Not that I need them because I ain't doing much but working from home. But still, like, I need something by the end of this pandemic to go off of. But um, it's not... I am not the target audience for this, you know? These Gen Zers are because they, they've never had an uncut. They've never had, they don't even know what an Uncle Luke party looks like. I went to Miami and I was at an Uncle Luke party by accident. I didn't realize. And he had twerkers up on stage and it got to the point where people were like e eating things and all kinds of stuff. It was crazy. It was definitely rated X. Um, <laughs> but these kids don't know who Uncle Luke is. These kids are not connected to Janta Austin uh, producing Sweet Lady. Like, these kids don't care about those things. And, like, to Kathy's point, they don't care about where all this stuff originated from and how it transpired to today. They care about the, the, short attention span that they have they need they need to just watch commercials all day and that's why they're on TikTok, and that's why they're on all these little apps where there's time limits and it goes from one thing to another time time span is just it's like a microwave you know our our time span is more like an oven like you know like toaster we, oven. we, we can handle things and we can take in content in, in long forms and they just can't so look quarantine radio I salute it for what it is. This is a lot more action than what a lot of guys have gotten in the last six months. So take it in. <laughs> but I'm a good night this, of course, because I'm a millennial and I can find I can appreciate these producer battles. Just like I can appreciate the essence of what quarantine radio is. I, I don't knock either one. Okay. Um I'm hype night in this actually. Ooh. So uh -huh. I'm, I'm, I'm both ways on this. So okay. On one end, as far as the as far as the Gen Zers are concerned, I think this is just very clear. My generation would have felt the same way if my mom's generation's music was being was played. watching Temptations. Like I, we would have we would have been like, yo, what the, like I don't want to like 
as, as much as we act oh like we girl. like older music, we're not about to sit there on live and like watch, watch them go them back step. and forth like Marvin Gaye's <laughs> best and like you're like, oh, he crushing this shit. Like, no, no, we're not. We're not. We're used to Michael Jackson and they have the two step choreography. <laughs> <laughs> but but in all seriousness, I, I could see that because like our generation. We did have Uncle Luke, but we also had Nelly. Like Nelly did tip drill, blah blah blah. Nelly would have did the Facts. same exact shit on Facts. he would have did that if he had live to do it on. They don't know about the credit card. But that would have been fire to us back then. So I can understand why that's fire to them now. I'm like, oh, that's great. You're you guys are just having a good ass time in that space. I can't knock that. So I could get why they'd be bored seeing somebody play music that was done what mm-hmm. twenty years ago when they weren't alive, right? But <laughs> y- ain't none of y'all gonna tell me that buy you a drink ain't a fucking bop, nigga. Fuck you. So um, they can't even drink a drink. But then, but then here's here's not even twenty one. The other side of that equation of why it's a hype night, like. As far as me being a millennial, I can appreciate all that, as you called out. Like, I really do enjoy being able to see two people from my yesteryear going head-to-head with these hits that not only were instrumental in how I grew up, but they they mean something to me even to this day. Because if they're played, I could be at work right now, and Buy Your Drink comes on, and me at my fucking desk snapping. Like, as if something is really... It's nostalgia. Really, it just hits you that you way. You can't replace nostalgia. Yeah. And so, Whatever. That that's it. That's why I, I can see both sides of that coin. That that's where I'm at on that. Hmm. All right, go for it. Wait. What are they getting on Tori's IG live that they aren't getting through porn and through like scrolling through their feeds and just in general? I just feel like there's already a place for such kind of content. I content. think I think one imagine the exposure you get one if you're just a random person who's willing to twerk on his stuff. The amount of followers you're gonna get. Just, just starting from that point. Mm-hmm. The amount of followers you're going to get by that. And then people have been giving these people money. They've been cash shopping these people after they come on. They'll pin stuff. the cash app. Yeah. Like, uh, that's so a thing. People can sell That them. is a thing. So then it's outside crazy. of that, it, it's like you never know who's co- Like, in terms of what even Avia was saying and how quick everything is, you have less than a minute and 30 seconds to do something. And he will he will next you real quick. Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, turn around and stick your tongue out. Stick your... You got milk. Quarantine, quarantine. You don't have any milk? All right, we're going to wait five seconds. Five seconds. Anybody got time for that? All right, next. Okay, sexy ladies, put the peaches. Put the peach emojis in the comments. Request. Like... I think also not to not to cut you off. I think we cut, we cut you already off. did. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I I saw someone post up quarantine, C O R N hyphen T E E N, and I can't get it out of my head. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> no, the way that he it's says what? it, it sounds like quarantine. quarantine. Oh, I thought oh. you said somebody spelt it that no. way. Oh, well, on purpose. But like, um, I think there's something to be said about live content, and. And people being attracted to organic things happening. So if you watch a porn, it can be scripted. It could just be very, like, the camera angles could just be, like, off. Like, there's things that you would change about what you're watching. And in this in this scenario, Tori is making it so that these girls have the best angle possible. He's directing them. It's like watching a live production come together. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, bend over a 
a little bit. You don't have any light, baby girl. Like it's it's like watching a director put a live show together, and you're you're just part of the audience. You know. I mean, for God's sake. That's why it's entertaining. I think for me, because I don't get Kat, nothing. Kathy out of understands this better than anybody. In terms of media right now, people <laughs> really, in terms of live media, really only fuck with like all of two things: sports, which. Sports gets, like, the biggest possible media buys because people will tune into live sports for whatever reason. Because you, I guess you can't watch it after and feel like you were connected to anything. I guess that's Guys the, do it all the time with Sports Center for the whole night. They, watching they, the same. They, they, they connect it all eight times plays, that they watch it. After watching it live. All day. Oh, my right. God. Like, come on <laughs> <laughs> they will watch Sports Center like it's the first time Let's seeing it. Can you dissect this play? It's from God, the same angles. From the same angle. Oh, it's not even a bird's eye view. It's not even the side of the court. <laughs> Don't get it. It doesn't even matter. I'm not going to finish the point. But, no, in terms of, like, what's... Um, what's popping in terms of media consumption right now, it really depends on who your target audience is. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now, definitely news, cable news has been broadcast early morning. That's kind of the new prime TV. Um, because of the quarantine situation, everyone's kind of tuning into news networks to see the death toll. Right. So some people see the death toll and some people see milk torque. I avoid it. <clears throat> but anyways. All right. Let's get to our main topic now. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed. I, I thought that was all the main topic. <laughs> <laughs> let's get to our second main topic. Oh, my God. All these are main topics and can be, like, broken out further. Oh, my God. All right. So... I've had a bunch of conversations based on some of the things that I've been posting in my uh, IG stories and then just general conversations I've been having inside of some of my group chats. And I wanted to bring some of that into the show today and specifically talk about relationships, support, what all this stuff kind of means. But let's start with my post. So I posted something the other day that I just saw trending on the Twitter sphere. On <laughs> the Twitter. <laughs> on the Twitter. On the Facebook. <laughs> and so it was about relationships. So I'm just going to read it. And then we will start to dissect it a little bit. And then have a general conversation about that. And then we'll add a few layers in thereafter. That, that, this is what the post said. My girlfriend of six months has been out of work for the past two weeks. And she got word that she will be laid off permanently. She asked, could she move in with me? I told her that I'm not ready to share my home with anyone. She offered to pay half the bills. I declined. She then proceeded to ask me if I could pay her rent for the next month. I told her that I'm uncomfortable doing things that a husband should do for my girlfriend. But I told her that she could borrow $300. She says that I'm wrong for not helping her out during her time of need and that she doesn't see us dating thereafter. So let's break these things down really quickly. So on one end, she lost her job. They've been together for six months. She comes to him and says, hey, just wanting to know whether or not you would be willing to help me out in this situation and help her out in this situation. That first thing that she's asking is, hey, do you think we can move in together? And then she's like, I'll offer to pay half the bills. And he declined that. And then she's asking him specifically about the next month if he would just cover that for her. So she's basically asking, what kind of support can you give me during this? But asking in all the ways that she can 
and he isn't necessarily providing a solution that goes along with what she's saying. But then he does offer up $300 to borrow. So I think there's a bunch of things that we could talk about in that in itself. But then I, like I was talking about putting layers on this. If this is something that's taking place during the pandemic, during the coronavirus, does that add any layers to it to you? And then secondarily, I really want to understand culturally, like if we're talking about different cultures, American culture versus say African culture, et cetera. Like how has this changed people's perspectives? Let's just round table this. I want to start with the Avi. When you first read this, what did you get out of this? And well, I when, I first, when I first read it, so let's, to break it down, Law put this post on his uh, IG stories as a poll. And then after I saw the results of his poll, I'm like, I'm gonna put it on mine because I want to see like what <laughs> my people, people that I know think, okay? Um, did you want to share those poll results on your end? I could do that. Okay, so I'll share mine first. Mine, okay. mine came out to an equal 50-50, which, which amazed the heck out of me because I saw the poll jumping. At first, people were on uh, the girl's side, then it switched over to the guy's side. It was kind of like going back and forth. And by the end of the poll, which, you know, IG polls are 24 hours, it was 50-50. Almost equal amounts of each gender were on each side. If, if that makes sense. So there was equal amounts of guys and girls that voted for her side and vice versa. Okay. Doesn't that mean 50-50? No. So when, when I say 50-50, in... <laughs> <laughs> the question is, whose side are you on? And I put his or hers. 50% of the people in general voted for his. 50% of the people in general voted for hers. When you break down the 50% of each side, it was equal parts women and men. So it's 50-50 of that as well. Yes. So 50% of the men and yes. women on Okay. So just because it's 50-50 his and hers doesn't mean that. Okay. It could be all girls voted okay. for hers, right. all girls right. voted for right. So that's what I'm gotcha. saying, okay. which I thought was interesting. Um, and so what, what were your results? My results were uh, 68, hold on, I had 68% his, uh, whose side are you on was my mm -hmm. question, and it was 68% his, 32% hers, and that was around 78 votes. And how did it break out gender-wise on each side? The majority of the people that responded to this were women, by a mile. It was like... Oh, interesting. It had to be more than 50 women. Okay. Yeah. But the guys that did vote, were they kind of split up between his and yeah. his side? Okay. Yeah. All right. I, which I think is cool because it shows that it's not just like all women think like this, all men think like this. Mm -hmm. And I think if the story, if the scenario was switched, meaning the guy needed help and he needed to move in, I do wonder if those, those results would be different on both of our ends. Because in any situation, you're thinking about yourself in this situation. You can picture yeah. yourself. If this was me and this was my man... And he needed help, or if this is me and this is my man and I need help, what would I lean towards, right? Um, I would say that the way that I read the poll, I was reading it as a quarantine situation. Mm -hmm. So my thoughts around that was, yes, the quarantine is, is not something that could be predicted as far as like how much time we're going to be in this position. But I will say this, disclaimer, this is a very black and a non-black and white situation and we are expected to give a black and white response to a non-black and white situation there's a lot of factors that go into this oh now you want to be nuanced 
What do you mean now? It you have to be nuanced because you can't you can't literally go off of the information. I want y'all to go back to all of our previous episodes. But I've been listen. I've been growing, honey. Go back. Go back to go back to episode one, then go back to episode thirty-five, then go back to episode fifty. I have grown to become nuanced. Fair to the point where you don't even like it sometimes. Fair. No, no. This is okay. Continue. Just say it. And so my thing is, this is a very black and white situation. Do we know how much time they, they knew each other prior to even making it official? Have they been friends? Do they know each other well? Does she have family out here? Like, there's so many different aspects of the situation that could affect the answer. But what I will say is this. If they are on the same page in their relationship, and this is what it comes down to. If they are on the same page in their relationship, that's an if. If they see this relationship becoming a marriage, because some people get into relationships and it's not necessarily for the end goal to be marriage. And that's another thing. And he still says, no, I can't help you out. Or no, I don't feel comfortable doing things a husband would do as your boyfriend. At that point, I have to ask, if you see marriage as the future, when do you start acting or showing that you can do these husband duties while you are dating? Because that's not going to come about as soon as you guys get married. It's not like a, a, a light is going to be switched on and all of a sudden you're going to be doing quote unquote husband-like duties. So for me, I kind of look at this as I understand the ideal situation is to not move in together when you don't have to. But in a dire situation like this, if this is a person you see a future with, why, A, would you not want to help them out? And $300, I'm sorry, no matter where you live, it's not going to do much. It's really not. Um, it's going to do something, but the fact that she's even asking, well, can you front my rent, shows that it's like $300 is a drop in the bucket. Um, two, people brought up the point of, well, sounds like she didn't plan her money, right? And it's like, well, I'm sorry, in this situation, this is the person that he's with. You chose to be with someone who did not plan their money right and needs this help. So you can't then, I would say, punish them for that because if you knew about their financial situation, and maybe you didn't, then this is what it is. But if you see a future with this person, if your plan is to get married, I think that there is something to be said about having the opportunity to show that you can be a husband and do husband-like things prior to actually getting engaged because that's the only way it will lead to that point. That's my so general who, gist so without... Whose who side were you on? Um, I was on her side. Okay, you were on her side. Okay. So if you did have a guy that... You, you were the guy in the scenario. You would have helped out your partner who was a guy who just happened to, you know, lose his job and all that stuff. You would have... Yeah. You'd have been like, yeah, I got you. You can come live with me or whatever. Yeah, or how would you have helped out? What I would say is, um, you know, I don't really want to live with, with my boyfriend this quickly. Because like I said, I've never lived with any of the people that I've been in relationships with. So for me... So he can't come live with you. Got it. No, can I finish? I mean, you're, just, you're just trying to like, like check things off before yeah, I finish. Yeah, because there's three things that you brought. No, so of those I'm not saying things. he can't live with me. I'm, I'm telling you what I would tell him. That ideally, I would not want us to move in this quickly. Mm -hmm. But considering the circumstances, I'm willing to help you out. Um, I feel like if, if he did move in, there would have to be something discussed as far as like the next move after that. 
move literal, meaning after this quarantine is over, the time that will uh, transpire that's fine for both of us, where you know he gets back on his feet, finds a job, whatever that may be. Um, but yeah, I think I would be open to that because on the flip side as well, I think what this will show us as a couple is, shoot, can we make it? So it, I, what I'm getting out of the situation is more clarity. I'm like, wow, if we can't make it through this, and I know that this is a very different circumstance that everyone's going through, and living in a quarantine with someone is not the norm. So if you don't make it, that doesn't mean that you were bad for each other. It just means that for Can that situation. Can we remove the lens of a quarantine then? So if it wasn't yeah. a quarantine, what would you do? I'm not sure. Okay, great. So there's no answer on that. You, you don't In your mind, it's like, it just depends on how I felt. But there's, moment, there's aspects right? of this scenario that I just don't agree with. The husband-like things, that kind of like, that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way. Because I think that if, if your goal is to get married, if it's not, fine. But if it is to get married, relationships are practice for marriage. So everyone has their own time frame of when they should be doing this person for their for their significant other. Mm -hmm. But if it's practice for marriage, why aren't you practicing doing those things for them? Why why does it have to be I can't do this for you now because technically you're my girlfriend? What is the division of girlfriend type things and wife type things? boyfriend type things and husband type things and when does that come into play and i think that people need to have a communication about situations prior to getting into them and a lot of people get together in relationships and do not have communication about where they stand financially until it gets to that point um what the things that they expect from the relationship you, their end goal do you personally feel like there's a difference between the way somebody is going to be treated when they're boyfriend or girlfriend versus when they're married or do you feel like it should just be the same no matter what i feel like the factor that i take into account in this situation for myself is that i'm in my 30s mm-hmm. so any relationship i get into now i'm not doing it for fun i'm not like oh i got a boyfriend now okay cool yeah whatever I'm really going to be taking this relationship as you are someone that I could see myself being with potentially for life. I'm not going to be in a relationship just because and just figure it out along the way. So anyone I, t- I attach myself to, and this is the reason why I've been single for so long, is because, because this is the way that I think. I'm very picky and choosy about who I decide is going to be the next person that I'm going to end up being in a relationship with. Because I know that that could lead to forever the way that I want it to. So, what's, what's, what's your look for? So what's the answer? I don't even remember what your question was. <laughs> you answered. Like, what, what, she said what was your if question? it was non-quarantine situation. I said I don't know. She doesn't know if it was a quarantine situation. You would, yeah, you're right. She didn't answer. You what just was gave the original question? No, I, See, do you know what? What? My thing is, you can't provide an answer with the little information you know because everybody has been providing an answer so far based on that. Right, right. So what I'm think, hearing is a lot of excuses that you don't know this, you don't know that. It's from um, what you okay, know. Okay, so I'll make a decision right now. I think I would do it. I think I would do it, but... Do it, what? I would let him move in. Okay. If it was a non-quarantine situation, but it would still be the same basis of we need to discuss... The next steps. It's not going to be a, you're going to move in and we'll figure it out along the way. Okay. There's going to be a timeline for things. So when yeah. you move in, let's, I'm going to give you four months 
to find a job. And if that doesn't happen, the XYZ will happen. So there's expectations to be fulfilled and everyone's on the same page with things. Because if I'm really against moving in, being in a relationship, I want to make things clear if that does happen. I've seen situations of friends having their boyfriends move in with them and it kind of happened out of nowhere. There was no discussion. The person just happened to be there all the time. So it was like, well, why not? Eventually, all their stuff was there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there was never a discussion of, is that the direction that we want to go? And before they knew it, they were locked up in in a situation that was kind of hard to get out of because there wasn't that discussion. So you're right. I don't want to make an excuse and say, I don't have this information, so I can't tell you this. I will say, yes, I will let them move in, quarantine or not, but there are going to be... Uh, there's going to be discussions on how this is going to go moving forward. My last question that I said wasn't answered was, is there a difference between how somebody's treated at the beginning of a relationship before they get married? Like, are you I'm saying them? there shouldn't be a difference. That, if okay, if your end goal is marriage, so, if your end goal is marriage, there should not so should be... Just, just, okay, got it. So it should be the same throughout. And then on top of that, you're saying if it was a quarantine or not, you would actually invite them in, but it would be with caveats. That's what I take away from that. Caveats, rules, guidelines. Um, I would say that in the beginning of any relationship, you don't really, you're still getting a feel for the person. So I think that doing the things that you would do, husband-like, wife-like duties, is a gradual process. I'm not saying you would drop half your money for them if anything were to um, come down the line. I'm just saying that you should not, if your end goal is marriage, you should not initially be with someone that you could not possibly see in that way. Part of being in the relationship is figuring out if that's what works for both of you. So, and then my last question before we transition this over to Kat, then, um, if you have children and your son or daughter is in the same scenario as the guy in this, are you telling them the same thing? Are you telling them to manage it the same way? Like in that what? first six months? If like, your child was in the same situation. As, as the guy, specifically. Mm-hmm. Are you telling them to manage it the same way? You're like, I mean, if she needs help or he needs help, do whatever you got to do. Not, that's not my position to tell them what to do. That's well, they're the, that, asking for your advice. You just say nothing. I'm going to say you do what you feel is best for you. Okay. Got it. I'm not going to tell you how you should handle your relationship. That That's your relationship. No matter what you tell me about it, you know more about it than I do. So do what your gut is telling you to do. And if, if your gut is telling her, I don't want you to move in with me, that I, who am I to tell you as your mother? No, you should let her. You're my son at the end of the day. I want you to do what's best for you. Because if I agree with it or not, he's reaching out to you or she's reaching out to you for wisdom. So what I will do is clearly the person is conflicted with what their gut's telling them, and that's why they're asking you as their mother. Well, this is no, I know, like that's what you have a parent for. This is what they're. This is not my responsibility. This is what you are in your relationship by yourself. This is what therapists do. Figure this shit out. Therapists don't tell you what to do. What they do is they will uncover uh, discoveries and ask you questions for you to get the clarity to realize what you the next step you should take. So, you, I mean, this is all hypothetical. Avia, how are you going to parent? I don't know. They I'm just telling you. But parent, a child doesn't want a therapist. They want their mother. I get that. But and part of being a mother a is being a cook. Death. Is being a therapist, is being a caregiver, is being, you have many hats as a mother. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, who's to say that how I'm parenting is the wrong way if I've, one, I've never had a child, none of us have. 
<laughs> on this podcast. So I think that us having a discussion about how I'm being a parent is kind of like, it's, but it's then us trivial. having a question uh, discussion about this topic then no is it's trivial not if because we're gonna go into that it's it's everything it's not, is hypothetical it's, guys but it's not hypothetical because you guys have actually been in relationships where you have lived with the person that you are with but never so this in this situation hit, this kind of hits home though like my answer to this mm-hmm. is gonna be way different from your answer to this mm-hmm. because you have experience of living with the person you are in a relationship with which dictates what you feel about this situation well, Obviously, you can say that for any situation. It's based on your experience. All right, so let's ask. But, <laughs> all right, so let's, go, let's, go, let's go to your experience. Let's go this to your experience. Is, I love this. This is so good. <laughs> so good. Girl, Sway, give me the answers, girl. Because no, I just don't have them. There's a right or wrong answer. I'm just saying that, yes, everybody's answer is going to be based on whatever experiences that But that's had. why we are here, because we all have different experiences, which lead us to the answers that we are giving. Right. So we can't say, oh, well, why would you do this? Everyone has their reasons for why. Right. You can't say moms aren't therapists. Well, that's part no, of No, I'm not saying <laughs> I'm not saying a mother isn't a therapist. I'm just I just know a lot of kids who um like whose mothers have are therapists and that's one thing that they hate is when the mom puts on the therapy hat and I'm going to treat you like my patient. Oh, and oh that's you mean what like I mothers mean. are actual therapists. Yes, but oh, I'm like, I mean, the last thing they want is, they just want situation. your opinion as their mother, but uh, that's us digressing. My opinion about this situation is, um, it kind of raised like a lot of the questions that you did have with, as in why, when is it too soon to start to perform those husband, quote unquote, husband duties? First of all, I don't think it's an, a husband duty. I think it's a duty just as a good person, as a friend, to help somebody out who's clearly in need. And, you know, we're all about, at least the Bible says, you know, help your neighbor. Everyone's saying love thy neighbor as they love thyself. This is somebody who's clearly, like, in some sort of financial distress. And I feel like just as a friend, you should be able to do what you can to try help them out, just regardless. Now, if this is somebody you're in a relationship with, I would expect that even if it's a month, one month, two month relationship, I should be able to come to you um, if I'm in a situation. And I would help, hope that you would help me in the best way you know how to. Now, the living together thing, I think that that's, that's hard. I may not like agree to living with, with somebody so soon because I've seen what you know living together Exactly. Um, early has done exactly. but i would financially if i was able to do it i definitely would um you definitely would what yeah i would right. like right here I would help, <laughs> help out with the bills help out with the rent help out like whatever way financially i can by help out does that mean if you can financially would you cover that next month's rent if i could yes okay I would. got it um but she can't that's why she's asking for next month's rent no, no, no. I would cover it for that person. Oh, okay. I got you. I was yeah. flipping the scenario. Because <laughs> um, she's like, I would. <laughs> and then the whole thing here. about, like, clearly the person didn't plan their money right. You don't know. You have no idea what financially somebody is dealing with. And I feel like you can't really judge if whether or not she planned her money right. You don't know. Maybe she's dealing with health issues, family issues problems maybe she didn't plan her money right 
But every everybody I've known has been in situations where financially things have been tight. Um, I don't think it's like fair to judge somebody in that aspect. But I do feel like as just a friend, man, you see somebody suffering, you help them out. So you're on her side. I'm on her side. I think I would definitely relook at somebody differently if you see me struggling and you can't help me out. Culturally, do you feel like, how do you feel like culturally this plays into it? Because you did raise a point around there being a difference between how you view Africans and how they would treat this versus how Americans would potentially Yeah, I think the reaction, the fact that this is even a question is such an American thing. Because back home, if somebody's going through a tough time, it's just your job as a community to band together and raise Takes that person a village. Up. It takes a village to raise a child. It takes a village to like build a family and to ensure everybody is okay. So, But if you're not a family yet and you're just dating. You're still a family. And that's the thing. That's that mm-hmm. individualistic mentality. It, back home is if I see you, we live in the same neighborhood. We're from the same tribe. You're my family. And I should be able to do whatever. I should be able to knock on my neighbor's door and ask for money. That doesn't always happen. <laughs> but... Wow. but I'm trying to imagine my racist Asian neighbor back home, knocking on my Bobby, door for me. I, there were hey. neighbors who came <laughs> running, running, knocking on our door. Like neighbors, you you know, you don't even really like hang out with that much and be like, listen, I'm in this tough spot. Please borrow me some money. And you would not look at that person like unless they crazy. came back the next day. You're right. Day I'm real individualistic because I wish one of my neighbors would ask me for some money. Exactly. That's just like so. Like what the? But hell? Kathy, if a, if a neighbor knocked on your door out here and asked you for some money, would you carry on those African t- traditions? Uh huh. I'm waiting for when that. When in Rome, do what the Romans do. I can't stand. I'm <laughs> telling you. I'm assimilate. I'm assimilate. No, no, no. I assimilate to it to a certain extent. Because She's honestly, like, I'm not in Africa. I don't need to help you. No, no, out. it's not that. It's you not help that. Me out, I, my, my my kindness has been taken for weakness a lot of times. And that can't happen in Africa, though. It does it's, happen, but I'm just saying, in a society that doesn't embrace that kind of mentality, um, I have been asked out more than uh, more than I think a regular person because I've had that willingness to help strangers. And to bend over backwards, um, it just doesn't work here. But I think as a normal, like everyday citizen, I think I bring aspects of my culture. You just pick and choose which aspects. You it's not that I pick and choose. <laughs> it's that people aren't running up to me in situations like that. Like I don't deal with things like this here because everyone keeps to themselves. Everyone likes to solve problems on their own. I even tell Avia like sometimes she. We're talking. She's like, well, I couldn't do this. Or I had to do that. Or I had to take my hair out and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, wait, I could have helped you with that. This is Okay. And, and I'm not I'm not in any capacity trying to downgrade what you're saying about the community aspect of where you're from. But within that community aspect, the disparity between rich and poor is insane. Yes. It is insane. It is. So then that is speaking from a place of somebody who grew up more privileged than other people, right? Which we can all agree, that's cool. But in that community, within a, quote, privileged, more experience, you're saying the community of people would help one another out. So just make sure that... Because they had it to do that. Right. So, but in... The, it's privileged or unprivileged. Like, it's... Well, it's 
when you because there's such a disparity between the rich and poor mm -hmm. you are living with the poor so next door so next door could be like a shack or could be somebody who's like not as well off as you are and the expectation is even neighbor to neighbor there's that sense of community it's not just I'm not, I don't feel like we were the only ones that had that mentality to give because we were financially okay. Um, I think that that's been kind of weaved into the culture. Sharing, bending over backwards, helping out your neighbor, and everybody you see is considered your neighbor. Okay. One question I do have is if, if, if the assimilation to the American culture has led you to not necessarily taking the aspect of if your next door neighbor did knock on your door and say, hey, I'm really in a tight spot. Is it possible, you know, that I can just have a hundred dollars, you know, just to carry me over? And whether you talk to this neighbor or not, and you can say, well, I haven't been placed in that situation. But... I've been. I've had a neighbor knock on my door saying that they lost their card and I, they needed money. And I borrowed it to them in good faith, hoping that, you know, they were going to give me the money back. And they did. And I, this is a neighbor that I didn't really know. Oh, okay. So you have been in those situations. Yeah, but I'm, I'm just saying I haven't been in situations where, like, a neighbor is running to me to ask for a big, like, sum of money. Anything that they've asked for me has been easy for me to get. So say it was a big sum of money, something that, you know, if... Like, how do you determine bringing your culture here? Right. How do you determine this is something I'm going to do for you because I can, or this is not something I'm going to do for you, even though I can, because now this is getting, this is crossing the line of what is done. Knowing that if you were in Africa or Nigeria specifically, you would probably just do it anyway, because that is what is the given out there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not going to like... You can't, or I can't say that because I'm back home now. Anybody who reaches out to me and asks for something, I'm just like, well, not now because out. you've been Americanized. I'm just no, thinking even about... before that. Prior to that, no, prior to that, of course, there's you know common sense that goes with it, right? Like you try and help people who are really in dire need, um, and people who have kind of shown that you know there's loyalty in the fact that they may like pay you back or whatever the case may be there's still like some common sense it's common sense aspect that you have to put you have to kind of take into consideration when you're um lending money or you're helping somebody out and but i guess to my point my point was i didn't i didn't properly package it but i guess to my point because americans are known to be to themselves and about themselves and for themselves and very segregated in that way if someone does reach out in that way doesn't it have even more of an impact than if you were back in nigeria and people are just knocking on i'm not, i'm not painting it this way i right. don't know how it looks and someone's just knocking on a random door maybe the next day you get another person that's like oh i need this because they know that you have it because you live in this big compound right. you live in this little tiny shack they're gonna know which door to knock on right right whereas we all live 
cohesively in the same place. We don't know what anyone has. Okay, How I, do you pick and choose from that? I, I'm not trying to just... I just wanted to get... The reason why I even brought up the whole... <laughs> no, this no, went the, the, completely no the reason why I brought up the disparity in poverty is because I can't actually... And I'm not saying you're lying. I'm not... Right. Let me be clear on this. I can't actually subscribe to what you're saying because if what you're saying is just true, like if it's just the truth to where you're from, then there wouldn't be that big level of disparity because everybody would be propping everybody up. You wouldn't have a relative mm-hmm. that's like broke. You'd be like, "Oh, I got you. Don't worry. We're gonna we're gonna all make sure you're good." Like that's not happening. Not necessarily because just because well, you help somebody out doesn't you can doesn't mean that they know right. how to carry that through their life as far as how to manage money or whatever it's give, given to them. You can give somebody. $100 and mm-hmm. they make more out of it than the next person. Mm-hmm. They actually make something out of it. They make that $100 work for them, whereas the next person blows it on something in five minutes. You so know? you think that's what's creating the. I don't know what's creating. I mean, it's an I interesting feel like there's point. There's a disparity in every kind of society. There's that's the also 1%, facts. 2%, you know, mm-hmm. here. Uh, I, I don't think that's like something you can kind of control. Like, you can't help that somebody was born rich or born privileged. But what you can do is help the behaviors that shape that kind of community or shape those kind of people. There's going to be disparity everywhere. There are just some people who are going to be born richer or who are going to be... My thing is, though, if the, if the community believed in the theory that you just presented, overall, you guys as a whole would have a collective larger middle class. That's where I was going. You help out as much as you can, right? I'm not going to now give you 50% of my salary so that now I'm no longer rich and now you're... Is that what you're asking? But it wouldn't be about you. It would be the collective community coming to help. As a whole. Yeah, helping that person. But that's that's what I've taken away from you. Like, we all kind of believe back home, this is what we do. And if that is the case, then you would be a larger middle class... If what you're saying is true, that's where my brain. It could going. be true, but maybe not everyone subscribes to it. Even then, not everyone subscribes exactly. to it. Yeah. Of course, exactly. But I do feel like more people subscribe to it than over here. I do want to say, in this situation, in this poll of the his and hers, mm-hmm. dating in 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 Nigeria, is it like you're automatically family because everyone's family in general? Like, how is dating treated to the point where this? situation would play out like how would that even play out well it's changed a lot now like people date probably a little bit more casually than they did before but normally you're dating you're courting you're not dating okay so courting would be husband like husband like husband like duties from the job i know but you hate that so much I, hate it. I really it makes me cringe but who dates to i get that you know when you're younger fuck there's boys a, there's i know what you're gonna ask fuck boys let her Wait, sorry, sorry, sorry. Who dates to break up? Fuck boys. <laughs> See, my answer was still correct. <laughs> I, I know, I knew what she was going to I, but you shouldn't be. You're right? saying like who dates for short term? Like, yeah, who gets I, into a relationship? Call someone like, their girlfriend. And be like, yeah, just this so is what we're gonna know. wrap up in like two years. So, fuck you boys. Know. But that's you shouldn't. Wait, you shouldn't feel any sort of way because you're not even close. You're not even close to being one. If I'm going to a relationship knowing that this is only going to have like a two, three year span, I'm not, I'm not going into that relationship. There's like no way. Okay. Wow. So 
quarantine wouldn't have changed your answer one way or the other because culturally you're like, yo, you should be just trying to help that other person. Yeah. And you've already been very clear about what you would have done in that scenario. Mm-hmm. What are you telling, are you telling your kids the same thing if you have them? Like, are you like, yo? I'll be like, if you're not going to help her, who are you going to help? Eh? Himself. Eh? <laughs> Himself, oh. Who are you going to help? <laughs> this is your neighbor, clearly in need. This is your neighbor you're fucking. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, sorry. I was just trying to add an element to it. No, because Kathy, you and I had this conversation. It's funny how men can have sex with yeah, you. Yeah, they they can have sex with you. They can eat your food. They can use all your stuff in your house. They can you know live in your crib over the weekend. But all of a sudden, you need something, and it's like, oh, I'm not ready to be a husband yet. Yet you've been you've been getting fed like a husband. <laughs> you probably been having more sex than the husbands you know because they don't even have sex anymore. <laughs> they don't mind husband duties when it's reverse. Yeah, when you don't, I'm you don't, treating you like a husband, it's like yeah, treat me like a king. Treat right? Me. You There's don't say no. This is too much. Let's step back to just boyfriend duties. You don't I'm say sorry. that. Please don't feed me dinner. That's more of a wife duty <laughs> that I'm not ready to receive yet because I don't want to do husband duties like helping you out in your time of need. No one's saying that. I think it's funny how the expectations change when now someone needs to be called to the front lines and like prove themselves in in a in a situation. It's like that's not my pay grade, you know. Like that's I'm not, not your in husband my job yet. Description. I can't do that. But we can have sex <laughs> with or without the condom, which is technically a husband duty. Like if you're having sex, like if we're if we're going to go back to the traditional facts. values, facts. sex is a husband duty. And where's these list of husband duties that guys can't subscribe to while they're, in, <laughs> no, I, while they're boyfriend and girlfriend? Yeah, I just want to know. I need a boyfriend I need, versus what a I need husband to know chart. Is, I need the division. <laughs> I need a Venn diagram. Boyfriend duties, husband duties, where does it collide? So to you, Lawrence. Um, I know. I already have a feeling what your thoughts are. Well, you already know what my thoughts are. Like, what are your thoughts? I just... So I'm on his side. Thoughts. I'm, on, I'm, I'm on his side the same way the 60 plus percent of people oh. in my just say you're on his side. Were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just gonna. He's like, I have backup. He's like, I have an army. <laughs> He's like, well, me and my 60 percent. I don't know about your 50. <laughs> but me and my 60, we strong. We 60 strong. We deep. <laughs> so, all right. Um, I just I wanted to make sure I was taking notes during this. A part of it is because I wanted to have a, a collective summary of everybody's kind of thoughts on this, and I think oh. this is good. So, so why do you feel the way that you feel? <laughs> you oh, getting I, into no, it? No, it sounded like he was going to the next topic, so I just didn't. Oh. It, it, looked, it looked like he was transitioning was with his hands. Y'all can't see it, but his hands were moving like. Ah, uh, okay, all right. We're just gonna continue. Go. <laughs> let her go. I mean, <laughs> I mean, show. Um. So, one, as far as the the scenario that's laid out, I think the only way that I'm putting myself in the shoes of the guy. That's how I started this. I put myself in the shoes of the guy. And whether it's quarantine or not, if I'm the guy, the only way this happens to me is if I don't know. It's not even that I don't know. She would have had to lie by omission about her financial status. This is the only way that this is happening. Six months in... And I don't know that you're, you're basically paycheck to paycheck. 
That's the like the only way I don't know that is because you've omitted that information to me. But are you asking and, if she lives paycheck to paycheck? Oh, we need to get into all the financials because as obvious said before, I'm too old to be bullshitting. Like I'm not I'm not in a relationship to be bullshitting. What number date or how far along are you when you have a finance conversation before you get into a relationship? It's for it's, you, I'm saying. For me in terms of a relationship before sh- you get into I need to understand where you where your thoughts lie on finances in general. Like how do you maintain finances? And what that means to me is one, how you view money how you take care of money, how you try to grow money. What do you think, like, what do you do in your own life? Do you have stocks? Do you have a 401k? Are you trying to push? What are you doing? Because if any of those things sound like a miss to you and you're looking at me like, well, I don't I don't think that's important. You're giving me all the clues to tell me where your head lies. Like somebody who's extremely in the red, most likely, and by red being in, they're extremely in a position where they just are so strapped for cash. They can't have a 401k. You can't be putting money aside when you're just that broke. You can't. And if you are, you're even more like, that's crazy. All right. So all of these things, but all of these things I can take into account very quickly. So are you asking them their salary or what do you, what are these questions that you're asking to get whatever information? I don't need need to know your salary to understand whether or not you're living paycheck to paycheck. What are you asking them though? That's what I'm trying to understand. What does the conversation look like? Because that conversation is a very husband-like thing to... I wish y'all could see my quotations. Looking like Virgil Abloh. Husband-like. I want to understand. So if... If you did go to school, mm-hmm. I want to understand how much of that college debt or whatever you have is destroying you. And by destroying you, like, is that weighing on you? Is that something you have to think about consistently? Because if it is, that tells me a lot about where you are financially. Because a lot of people will tell you straight up because it's a strain on a lot of people. They're like, fuck, man. That's one of those things I try not to ever think about. And the reason why you're going to say you try not to ever think about it, because that shit's overwhelming. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a tall tale giveaway. You have to you have to ask questions like that to get to where they are. And then in terms of their day-to-day just finances, it's like, okay, are you actually going out of your way to cook food or are you actively do, having delivery every day? And if you have delivery every day and then you also have told me like, man, these credit card bills are racking up. Because people say these kind of things in conversation in general. <laughs> so you're know, like, wait, your credit card bills are... But, but then I you also seamless. are... Damn, <gasps> What? How did you do that? How are you doing that? Because I'm not doing that. I don't know. So I'm, those are the things that you sure. know as you just are passively having conversations with people. I don't ever have to like have it be so overt where it's like, hey, uh, are you making like, I don't know, at least $50,000 a year? So you're, yeah. you're going off of what they're saying to you without you asking? Because that's what it so sounds like. You're, you're assuming that they're going to say, oh, my credit card bills are crazy. Or, oh, my I don't, you don't student need, loans are crazy. Uh, honest, to to God, honest to God, in conversation, I don't ever have to ask directly those things. Those are things people come out with. All right. So say you're they in a do. situation where the girl's not overtly even and so this, that. But this is what I'm telling you. If I'm in a scenario in which I've just never had any financial conversation with somebody, which that would be on me. That, that's, that's damn near impossible, though. We've talked finances, especially in the first six months. There's no way. But if I'm in a scenario where I find out, as I was saying, that you are paycheck to paycheck, my biggest concern is going to be, how did you reach our age right now, living in the city that I live in, 
and you haven't figured out how to get out of being paycheck to paycheck. That goes to Kathy's point. You don't know what anyone's financial things come up at weird times. Great. Uh huh. But financial things come up at weird times. You don't know if someone could be a caregiver for their parents. I I know people. There's guys I've gone on dates with who they are like the man of their 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 household as mm-hmm. far as like their mom. They're they're like the oldest. They like they have to take care of their family. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to you can have a great job and everything like that, but if things come up and it's on you to handle that, you can't control everything. You really can't. When it comes to money, you ain't going to die with it. So <laughs> like, let, me, let me finish my point then. Go ahead. Sorry. If I'm in my 20s, mm-hmm. I, could, I would feel completely different about this. I'm not in my 20s. I'm in my mid-30s. And in my mid-30s, I'm not going... This is me personally. I'm not dealing with somebody who doesn't understand their finances or that is not financially stable. If you are not financially stable and don't understand finances, we cannot be together. That is a requirement. That is not something where I'm like, oh, we can figure this out. No, no. You need to figure that out before we're ever together. You need to come into this having that figured out. So how would you handle the situation at that point where she's like, can you front me rent money or the $300 or... I've already fucked up if this situation has happened in my life because I didn't get I'm going to break up with her. (laughs) I did. Like, we got to go. Like, what? So you would break up with her? Oh, we'd be done. We'd be done. Wow. We would be done on, like, because how the fuck did I know this? Like, what did I do to put myself in a scenario where I don't understand how you view money and where you're at? Because it's one thing, whereas if, let's say you've been making money and you're trying to figure out where you want to go with life. Cool. Everybody's trying to figure shit out. But even with trying to figure something out, to be paycheck to paycheck means you have not purposely put away for an emergency fund at all. Which, if you're not purposely putting away for an emergency fund in case some shit happens, which is the only reason why she's going to ask you to pay her entire rent for the next month. Because she can't cover it. And if you can't cover it, how did you get there? What have you been spending money on? What are you doing? All of these things are running through my mind. How did you get there? What are you, what are you gonna say, Kathy? Looked like she wants. I has. I have something to say, but no, it's just. Like, like, I feel like something. you can't judge somebody in that level. Um, because I've been there at a, at a point where, um, I wasn't financially okay, and I didn't have the savings I needed. Like if I lost my job at that moment, it I would have to ask mom and dad. And, and that's real life. And and. And th- that's the so thing. So many of Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. And this so, is... I'll let you No, for you to say, how did you get there? There's so many routes to that. I know. And all of those routes are what I'm saying I'm not dealing with in a relationship. I'm not. And the reason why I'm not dealing with that in a relationship is because I've seen what that looks like. I know why and how you can get there. And I'm like, why are you still there? Like, why? I do want to say this, though. I think it's a little bit interesting how the 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 tables have have kind of turned on how you and I view the situation compared to how we viewed episode fifty seven. That's what I'm a little bit confused about. This is easy. About. This is easy for me to. Of course, about. it's so, easy because everything. The, the first the first thing is the situation that you just brought up with that that friendship scenario, mm-hmm. the 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 friendsgiving story. That shit was amongst two guys that are best friends that have known each other since forever. And he gets pregnant. He's like, let me just stay here throughout my lease instead of kicking us out. What the? What? And there was another They already option. lived together. What are you talking about? They already lived together. That's not no, the same. Not, it, so it, that's one. You're letting so, someone move wait, in. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Has, 
so even in the scenarios that you brought up around the friend stuff, like in those scenarios, if you've known somebody for a decade, you're like, all right, what do you need? We don't know What's how the, long this couple is No, I'm, I'm talking about my own scenario. You're bringing up my <coughs> situations. And I'm explaining to you my situations. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying these things aren't comparable. They're just not. In the situation that I'm in a relationship with somebody for six months or less, like how, how am I comparing this six months or less situation to somebody I've known for a decade? Like, what are you talking about? So you're saying this is, not, this is night and day. If you're in a relationship with that person longer, things would be different. Again, and if I'm in a relationship longer, I need to understand how in the fuck did I not know that you're this horrible financially? How much longer? Like this is it would be unbelievable. Would let, how much longer would allow you to make the decision of okay, you can stay with me and we're not going to break up? I could I just couldn't imagine. I can't imagine the scenario. I can't be in real life Especially from the age I am with everything that happened to me. It, I wouldn't be a scenario I would be in. It just wouldn't. Like, you can't... I can't or be with somebody like, that's I'm not exempt from this So what if, scenario, if she did have possible. three months of savings and then she asked you? If we're, if we're together for six months? We're not moving in together. So I'm saying you're together for six months. And what the advice is, like, you need to be able to survive at least a minimum of three months without getting paid. That's what your savings should be able to cover. So I'm saying if she has savings and she ran through them three months later, this and is then the thing she that I'm going you, to do. If this is the thing that I'm going to do. I'm going to support and help her get back on her feet as much as I possibly can. And I've done that for a bunch of people. What does that and look it like? It ends to up you? working itself out. I don't care whether that's resume building, whether that's networking, or whether that's me saying, "Hey, let's get out here and let's do something that's going to make you make you get the ideas rolling, get yourself back." to doing what it is that you would prefer to be doing. So in a quarantine situation where a lot of jobs have hire freezes and mm. no one can really go in for an interview and really start. I mean, it's, it's People very People are interviewing tough. right now. Yeah, they, it's tough and, and they are, but in a lot of situations, companies do yeah, not no, no, no. have the, the bandwidth to like hire new people, right? Because they're trying to figure out their own financial situations in this in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, you're saying that you would help in a way where it would not include monetary anything. Like Especially no letting them borrow any money. Nothing like that. If at the point that... Because resume brought, building's not going to pay the bills just, wait, right wait, now. She just brought up the point around somebody having all those things together. Because I've already told you, I'm not going to be in the situation that you're bringing up. Because I'm already... The shit would be canceled. I've already answered the question around what I would do if she it was said, in the same scenario. said no. Said this, shit be, this, this shit would be... This shit would be out of the question. <laughs> <Rose> no. <froze. laughs> but then if, if it is a scenario in which she has her shit together, and like I'm like, okay, let's, let's figure this shit out as quickly as fucking possible. I will guarantee you we will fix she will have a job soon. I've no doubt in my mind. Having that conversation out too was interesting because the the kid thing was brought up because several of my friends have kids. Yeah. And everybody took it a different way depending on if it was a guy versus a girl child. And I was like, "What?" Yeah. Specifically I get that. Like if it was a girl child like, "Nah, don't be giving him something." I'm like, "What?" Yeah. I think that's unfair. I think women are taught to kind of like, they taught to kind of rely on men more, and when the tables are, to- are turned, it's like, no, this man has to be this and do all these well, sort of her. things. It's unfair. I feel like if you're expecting somebody to help you out during a time of need, the tables are reversed, you better be able to step up in the same way. Yes. And here's the thing. Reciprocity is real. And here's the thing. 
I get the idea that you want your daughter, specifically if we're just talking about the... I, <laughs> I get it. You want your daughter to be with somebody that can protect, stabilize her, make her better, basically. I get it. But to tell her, you know what? That ain't right for you. And here's why. Because if he ain't got it together now, nah, he ain't never going to get it together. And then on the flip side, tell the guy, hey, but she might, she might, she might come around one day. What? So what, what advice would you give what? as a parent? It's the same whether it's a girl or a guy. But you what? have to understand there double stand there are double standards that exist. Oh, I hate double standards. What? But you don't you don't I know, know you hate double standards, but it's the reality. Men are typically stronger than women. Typically. If you have a man my same size, my same height, and ask us to arm wrestle, who almost like you still wait, beat Kathy. me. Facts. <laughs> Girl, bye. Bye. Facts. Thank oh, you. Oh, no. Check, please. <laughs> Conversation Your over. Your biceps are bigger, too. So. Also, facts. Girl, bye. We sing you shooting in the gym. Anything you can do, I can do better. I can do anything better than you. No, With you can't. No, there, there's a reason why there are more male firefighters than, um, than female. Like, there's just women a reason. There's a double standard. Oh, you also how like. women are socialized as well? Like, you don't think that just plays into it more than... Socialization and just the sheer, like, difference in genetic make- makeup that a man has versus a woman. Typically, a man is stronger. There's a reason why men, like, do construction and do all these, like, other jobs. I don't want to do that. Girls don't want to die. <laughs> but I, I would like it, to say plays, yes. it, it plays into the double standard it's not the expectation for the woman to I'm provide and on. protect it's typically not it's the expectation for the man to be able to do that and I'm saying this shit is not okay I'm always what, what would you that. tell but I already know you how she feels child? about whenever we have these conversations about Men roles, women roles, and feminist stuff. And she gets oh, the only time Avia yeah. ever frustrates the shit like, out of me. You're what? not opening the door for a man. I mean, I I open the door for men, but if you know, I'm always care. opening your door, I'm the man in the situation. <laughs> <But> exactly, <laughs> because you okay, think she does it's not a mean male she does role not, to open the door. I'm right? kidding, y'all, but she in my head, I will be like. I feel like I wear the pants in this situation. Exactly, because there are like, certain ladies attributes that go with wearing the pants. You haven't been around me in a minute. Every time we have a conversation about feminists in the movement itself, I always I'm feminist feel like, to a point. Yeah, to I always a feel point. Like Avia just goes, she's like, nah, I can't be down with it happening the stuff they're talking about. I'm like, why? I'm like, what are you talking about? It's about equality. Blah, blah. And she's like, certain mm. things, certain things just can't be equal. On a me. date, you like, want to go Dutch? Oh my God. Me and Avia have had these. Uh, if, I'm not, I, I, I don't go. I would prefer not to. <laughs> if a man asked me out, I would prefer not to. <laughs> Okay. Now, I will say on the feminist movement, there are a lot of hypocritical things. No, that fall in- no. Let's let's ask the feminists how they feel on, about Adele. We, no, let's ask. Them. We're not doing it. We're not doing. I it mean, this technically, episode. technically, if technically you're a they feminist, should be okay with it. They should be okay with it. Right? True. Right feminists now. should be okay with That's Adele's right, situation. Like, edit this right. I, I, Equality. Not- oh my God. No, don't edit it. People don't want equality. They just want to pick and choose what's. And that goes for everybody. There's things that I could be hypocritical about when it comes to men and women and what's expected and what I expect. And yes, people want things that fall in line with what works best for them. It's true. It's true. The way that we think 
it's kind of like picking and choosing who we're going to give money to, which neighbor, like how much. Right, you which know, like, bum on the street I'm going to give money to. Like, right, oh, like he did three foot. We like things that are two. convenient <laughs> for us in the moment. And that's just across the board. What would you tell your we child? We didn't get to that. Let's get back to this. Yeah, let's what, get would, to what, 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 what advice would you give your child? Okay, what? I don't care. I'm not your friend. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say the name. Um, so what would you tell your child if they came to you with this situation? Same. Guy, girl, wouldn't matter. I would literally tell them, hey. Break up. And, and no. And Dump especially, his ass. Especially in this first six months period. <laughs> like, how much do you know about them? I'm going to be like, did you know leading into this that this is how they were? Because if it is, and then this is your normal expectation, then okay. What 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 did you guys set up in the from the beginning? Because clearly, you've misread the situation if you were expecting it to be one way and they're not. So, what was the agreement that you guys came to? Because I want to understand how you guys have talked about this in the past. And then I'm going to collectively go to, do you feel like this is something long term that you could deal with? Like if this person just never gets off the snide and they're always not financially stable. Are you going to be comfortable? Are you going to be cool with that for the rest of your life? Guy, girl, whoever. I don't care. That's the conversation I'm having. If kid. you're rich, then it may not matter. Cool. Yeah, not a lot of things matter when you're rich. Mm-hmm. Like what? I don't need your <laughs> 20 cents to add to my salary. It means nothing. Well. Javier <laughs> <laughs> is speechless, which I'm rarely not, happens. I, 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 I just, I'm a little irked. Tis all, tis all. In closing on that subject. <laughs> so this is what we got out of obvious situation. I'm going to go through Avia, Kat, and then myself. From obvious perspective on this, if they're in the first six months, she's feeling as if she would actually be willing to bring somebody into her space. If, because of her age, she would be willing to bring them in if they've had the right conversation and they agree to the caveats that she brings up. Correct? All right. That's correct. It's a test. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a premature test, but it's a I'm, test. I'm is also wheels. clear that at our age, it should not matter whether or not you're married, whatever. It doesn't matter if it's month one, month two. You should be treating that person as if they are your wife or husband in the very beginning of you dating based on age alone. Correct. I, I just want to say this. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm literally reading back what you said. You're right. Okay, got it. That was a correct. The problem that the, the problem in this situation is that everyone has their own idea of what relationships are. Everyone has their own idea of what expectations are in a relationship. And if these people were never on the same page, then this will be exposed in this situation. So correct. All right, last one on this. Avia made it very clear that if her child was in this and asked for advice, she would not give advice. Is that correct? <laughs> Why do you make it sound like yes, that? So said, negative. Did she not say yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm only reading back what you said. But there's different like, ways of I'm saying I'm not in, in your relationship. So you there's do different ways of saying You want to show. You chose to say that so negatively. If, a, if Avia's child asked for help, she would... She would she would hang up on them if they figure it out. Pretty much. <laughs> that is jacked up. It is, ain't it? Listen, my my uh, that's jacked up the way you said it. 
Look, it takes the village. I let the village handle it. Shit. <laughs> Look, y'all got this. Y'all got this. <laughs> Come on, village. This is your turn. Oh my god. I did. I raised this child for X amount of years. Your turn, village. Yep, the whole. Give village. him advice. <laughs> okay. Um. Now on to cat. Cat. No matter if it was quarantine or not quarantine, cat's opinion would not change one way or the other. She believes that the girl is right for asking for what she's asking for in this scenario. And he and her should come to a solution. Whether or not that's living together, whatever, that just depends on the person. But culturally, you would say you should be able to come to some form of agreement if you're actually thinking of this as long term. Because you shouldn't be dating somebody at this stage or in this age if you're not already ready to commit. Correct, except... <laughs> caveat! <laughs> the caveat is like, I don't think the girl is necessarily right for asking. Okay, you did not make that clear. I didn't, I didn't yeah, take that away. Did you I, take that away? I don't feel like she's right for asking. I think if I, I was in that situation... It wasn't That wasn't brought up. Yeah. She was just saying she's on the girl's side. If she yeah, I never said she was right for asking. If I was in her situation, I'd probably rather ask my family before I ask somebody who I've been dating for six months. I'm, on, I'm with you on that. Friends, in fact, before that's, I That's ask. my own pride. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be homeless. <laughs> You're like, can I come over? Uh, I'm on the corner of this cardboard box. Like, why do you always have a back, a, a suitcase every time you come and stay with me? I was too I afraid to ask for $300. <laughs> yeah, it would take a lot for me to ask. So <laughs> I didn't want you to commit to your husband-like duties too early. So I decided to live on the corner. Uh, also, in terms of culture, Kathy brought up the idea that in Africa, specifically Nigeria, that people are a little bit more communal when it comes down to helping other people, especially when they're trying to go into a relationship. She also uh, <laughs> made a correction on this by saying, I mean, it's depending on what you do when they try to help you. So, and not all situations is that the case. He's like, depending on depending on what you do when I try to help you is whether or not we help you again and et cetera. Because we're not right. going to continue to give you money if yeah, you're not doing something. Yeah, with some common sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was like, wait, where, where is this? Just handle my money with care, Negro. I was like, where is this going? <laughs> okay. Um, she also said that in the States... We tend to be more individualistic, which is why... For us, by us. She <laughs> <laughs> said, y'all fool all the way. So we don't, we don't tend to help one another in these situations because we tend to view it all... But she did bring up the idea that if one of her neighbors there... And it has to be the right amount of money. <laughs> I mean, it has help, to... They would help, but then she said Can right I now... Metro card swipe? Right now, she's like living in the state. She's like, if one of my neighbors would ask, she's like, I've assimilated. I am not giving you money. <laughs> it depends on the amount. <laughs> it depends. I'm not giving nothing. you enough, enough money for rent money, and I don't really know you. <laughs> Come, on, don't you have... Come on, village. Come on, village. Listen, I'm not in my village stupid. From the front to back, no <laughs> Right. All right. Um, all right. I'm transitioning over to myself. I made it very clear that I am completely not on her side at all in this. I am completely <laughs> on his side in this. 
In fact, I went as far as to say in that first six months, not only would I have to break up with her over that, but I would also feel as if I was lied to and that she's omitted information. <laughs> he to said, me. I'm going to kick her when she's down. I'm going to kick her when she's yeah. down. She's not going to have a job or a man or a house by the end of this. These Bye, girl. He's like, how Back dare But I will, I, will let my, I will let my pregnant uh, roommate. Uh, girlfriend, uh, my roommate's pregnant girlfriend and her newborn. That's different. And and I don't I, I have will a let roommate, them. But, but all right, in conti- that scenario, continuing down this this path. Um, outside of that, I also made it very clear that anybody that I'm dating that's this age in this space right now has to be financially stable, and we have to be on the same page around finances. Like very clearly, that is where I stand in that. That is like where I draw the line in that. And both of you brought up the idea that in America, age, fuck age, doesn't matter. People in general mostly live paycheck to paycheck, which is also true. The majority of the country is that way. That is a fact. I'm also not dating the majority of the country. So there is also that. Wow. Lawrence is not a hoe. Thank you for that. Hoes. Hoes. Okay. But sometimes you're in somebody's life to help them financially. But you're saying that's not the kind of guy you are. I get it. Finally. In Unless terms it's of, your friend. Finally. In terms, of, <laughs> in terms of support. His bros. If this was up to me and I was going to provide some level of support to somebody in this scenario. He would build her resume <laughs> and give her tips She'll be homeless with the resume. <laughs> she's, like, she's like, can I come yes. over after you're done from work? She doesn't have an address to mail the resume to. I don't know. She ain't even got an internet connection. She's like, can I come over to uh, update my resume because I don't have Wi-Fi because I don't have Spectrum because I don't have a TV because I don't have a power because I don't have a check. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting dynamic of a relationship. Well, that was our episode. Thank you guys for everything. Kathy, thank you for joining us. Yes, Kathy, thank you for providing your insights. Thanks for having me. I had so much fun. Neutrality. I don't know how neutral I was. No, no, I'm being funny because we're all like very opinionated people. So I appreciate that. I appreciate the extra opinion to balance (laughs) things out. Because usually it's me and Lawrence going toe to toe. I'm willing to be a ref any day. Just call me. And just like that, you should be hearing the great music. Please check us on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Google Play. Tory Lane's live. No. No. At Goodnight Harlem. Lawrence will be there twerking with the milk. Good night.